0: Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where point your your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's accepted. So crack up another BB and throw some shrimp on the Barbie.
1: Welcome to Australia.
0: It's sexy time.
1: G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbur. I'm Joel. And joining us. Ah, we have two third and fourth co-hosts from the Bad Parenting Podcast. We have Justin and Jody. Hey guys, G'day. traveling in a car as we hear.
0: Yes. yes, very much so.
1: <laughs> not traveling back to Disneyland, are we?
2: Oh fuck no! <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's it's a uh, it's a hell no then. Yeah, yeah, I know, pretty much. So it's not the happiest not the happiest place on earth then.
2: Uh, that's a lie. <laughs> I beg to differ. No, I, I think back when Walt was still alive, it might have been true, but um, no, now it's just a, a money grab, and how much can we make your life miserable?
1: Yeah, how much can you pay for standing in a line? Right. Yes, I, I've heard I heard your latest show.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
4: that's
2: good, huh? I, I, you know, honestly... It, it was. It was the the overall experience was great. Um, we had a good time. The kids had a blast, and that was the most important part. Uh, my, my number, my, my top couple of rules for Disneyland are: never go there on a weekend, um, and then just be prepared to wait wherever you go. Because it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you want to shit? It's a line. Do you want to get a drink? It's a line. If you want to save time on a ride later and not wait in that line, you have to wait in the line. To get the fast, fast, and not wait. Everything's got a goddamn line. It's like, you know, Auschwitz
4: only with staff. Whoa. So you need to get to be friends with Schindler then in order to really, like, enjoy yeah,
2: it. Right, yeah, yeah. there could be some sort of an Oscar Schindler over there at uh, Disneyland that, you know, helps you out a little bit, that'd be great.
1: Well, the uh, other option is uh, go in a wheelchair because I think you get more priority because uh, my mate <laughs> I work with, they went when they, were, when they go uh, last year know. Well, earlier this year they were over there because uh, my mate, you know, well, she's a friend too, Mari, um, she has a, a, a disease that uh, makes it hard for her to walk, so she had a wheelchair. So she seemed to get in front of the line quicker. They took care of her. So.
2: Yeah, the, the park itself, they, they really do take care of the disabled people or the people who have uh, uh, you know things like that going on. The problem is everybody else there could have, have like, no fucks to give for them. Um, and I, I watched a lady in a scooter almost get knocked over because somebody was like in a rush to cross, get somewhere. Um, and if you're trying to get a wheelchair out of a ride on the exit, people will literally just push their way around whoever's pushing the chair and shove in front of them instead of letting them go first. And so, the park itself tries to be super accommodating, but all the assholes that you go to the place don't. So it's that. That's more of what was the biggest thing for me is there was such a, it was such a. Um, an example of how shitty society can be and how rude people can be to each other and just how much some people can really suck. Um, and that's the part that was like the absolute worst of the entire experience. You know, the staff themselves for the most part were great. Uh, the park itself for the most part was great, but the people that were in attendance there, most of them were just complete and total shitheads who probably, maybe, maybe their mothers should have swallowed. I don't know. Something should have changed that. cleanse the gene pool a little bit.
4: So, the best part of them ran down their mother's leg is what you're saying
2: uh yeah and then that was a brown stain in the mattress pretty much yeah
4: <laughs> I think the takeaway from what you just said is go to Euro Disney instead
2: something that or just take all the money you're gonna spend on that and I don't know just go get fucking trash in a bar it's almost that, that'd still be a better experience yeah
0: because our kids would really enjoy that experience
2: I didn't say they would <laughs> I said I buy didn't. a house eh <laughs> nah, who needs a house that, but literally, that's that's kind of like the the um that that was a little bit of what I witnessed at that place. It was like you see these people, you can tell that they're um they're probably not as as well off as as, as some of the other people that are there, but they're just blowing their wad at this um, at this place. And it's like, are you you know, their kids were like shittily dressed and whatnot and just ratty clothing. And Not like not that everybody has to wear name brand shit or anything like that, but just you know. You could tell, like, okay, you guys obviously don't have a ton of money. How in the fuck are you doing here, or and or what are you sacrificing in order to get you guys here? So,
4: well, you know, when uh, there was a period back, I'd say uh, almost ten years ago now, when I uh, when I owned my first house and had to go refi the house for various reasons, and while we were there, I was looking at the the signage for it. And one of the things listed as a reason to refinance your house was family vacation. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious?
2: Oh, yeah. I people guess. will mortgage their and refi their house all the time to get money out of it to go do stupid shit.
1: That's insane. insane. I'm
2: related to some people that do stuff like that, so I, I've seen it <laughs> firsthand. <laughs>
1: Well, I have, uh, have to thank you, Justin, for posting about being at Disneyland. Donna saw that, and she's on to me now. I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> the thing is, she can't ride, ride a lot of the rides because of her epilepsy, so I'm like, why do you want to go there? I already know it's going to be a hellhole of a place to go to, and you're not going to ride the rides. So. Yeah, so you've put that in her head now, so thank you. My apologies. It was not my intent. That's actually all Jody's
2: fault. She's the one that forced me to go, so. Sorry. <laughs>
1: So yeah, uh, yeah. I'd look, I'd, I'd like to go, but yeah, I'll be like you, Justin. I'd, I'd lose my cool within like an hour of walking in. Yeah. Just the people would piss me off, and then yeah, I, I'm surprised you held your cool so much because if it was me, I don't think I could have.
2: Well, you can ask Jody. I had my, I had like what two moments? Two moments of. um
0: Well, you had at least two bad moments where I, like, almost left you there. <laughs> <laughs> But then I had a really bad moment where you were really embarrassed to be
2: seen with me. So it's okay. no, no, actually it was nothing to do with embarrassment. It was more making sure you were okay. So yeah, um, no, it's a uh, uh, yeah. I, I I I did I did finally. The the problem with the place for me really is that it's 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 a nonstop onslaught to your senses. There's always some sort of noise going on. They've got music playing in every aspect of the park. Doesn't matter where you go. Even when you're trying to eat, there's music. Um, there's constantly people running around. You, you can be walking around, all of a sudden, boom, a parade fucking happens. It, like, just operates out of thin air. Um, and then once that parade hits, all of a sudden you're restricted as to where you can go, what you can do, whether you can stop, you know, so on and so forth. So just trying to find a place where you can get a breather or a moment of peace is, is pretty much impossible. Um, and then you got the people who are trying to make the, quote, quote, most of their experience there. And so they're shoving, shoving their kids through all this stuff. And you can tell, like, I've I I, I lost count of how many, you know, toddlers two-year-olds three-year-olds four-year-olds that were in strollers that were just screaming and, and done and their parents were basically ignoring them so that the older kids could continue on so that he'd make sure they got the full Disney experience um and it was just that was the depressing part to me it was you know this is supposed to be an awesome happy fun experience for families and watching how many of these families were just like pissed off at each other and yelling and screaming and stressed out and like what about any of that is happy and or fun
1: yeah, it doesn't. It takes the fun away if you're doing it that way. I'd say, you know, you like to just absorb it and enjoy it, and not try to rush through it. And just so you can say right. you did it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll be uh, putting off going decently as long as I can. So.
4: <laughs> did you drink the water while you're on? It's a small world, like on The Simpsons.
2: <laughs> I'm the lizard queen. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Actually, it's still closed down from that fire they had there a while back.
4: Uh, I didn't know there was a fi- there was a fire.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a videos that were posted. I don't know. It wasn't like summer two years ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. It's been a while. Okay. Well, yeah. There was a there was a fire there. They had a burn, and unfortunately, it didn't burn to the ground. Um, <laughs> but it's, so they're, they're they're working on rebuilding it. But it wasn't open while we were there.
1: Oh well, <laughs> it's a, a bit more smaller world now after it's burnt down, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It's
4: a small pile of ash after all. Um, I, I, I personally have no desire to go, so this just reinforces that decision.
2: Yeah, like I said, like I said it, was a, it was a great experience for the kids, but I also think that, uh, that Jody learned a few lessons, too, because she, she had never gone there as a parent, and so this was her first experience as, as somebody with children going into the and I can see how, like, Solo ends with just you and not kids. Possibly even while screwing with other people's children, just maybe be an asshole and whatnot. But, um, yeah, she will let her speak for that. But it was, it was a different experience for her as a parent.
1: Yeah, well, you survived it. That's the best part of it, right?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got through it. But,
2: but enou- enough about that, though. How are you guys doing?
1: Uh, Me... I'm okay. I um, uh, as we've talked about before, I uh, I lost my license to DUI and I hadn't paid my fines and whatnot. Um, I go to go to the bank on Friday, and uh, what money I thought I had left in the bank had been um, taken out by the state debt recovery. Uh. So they forced. Um, I had $170 left in my bank account. I went to get it out on Friday and wondered why there's no money in my account had to line up in the bank line for 15 minutes and another 20 minute wait to see a manager just get told it's been um, garnished out of my account so I uh, come home finally did what I should have done a long time ago rung up state debt and uh, yeah they went to get the whole uh, $1100 out of my account there was only uh, $170 and whatever cents there so they took what was there because that's what I found weird my bank balance said 000 so they took Whatever I had in my account, so so um, wow. I rung up State Debt. I've organised a payment plan. Each week I pay twenty dollars. So um, yeah. So that's that's sort of been fixed up. But yeah, it's it's a shame coming into the weekend. You know, thinking you had one hundred seventy dollars and <laughs> now you got nothing.
4: I thought they had to notify you if they did that. Well,
1: I thought so too, but the address they have for me is my parents' address, so I thought they might have oh. sent a... No, well, they didn't, I because I ring my mum every Friday anyway, so I ring mum and I'm talking, I'm like, is there a letter there for me? She goes, yeah, you got this one, the big one, and it's for my superannuation, and I'm like, no letter from state debt? No. I'm like, ah, anyway. So, it's all organised, which means I'll be getting my licence back in the coming weeks, so... Nice. Yeah. No, not nice. That means I've got to go out delivering for work.
2: <laughs> yeah, but this, it, yeah, but at the same time, it makes it that much more valuable to the
1: company. It's yeah. Well, idea. he's been on to me for what, nearly two years. He goes, that was part of the deal, getting the job. You know, you get your license back, and I can, you know, so you can go out delivering. Because that's what yeah. I used. I used to do that at the old company. I used to be the truck driver. I was a part-time truck driver, and then become full-time. So I know, well, a lot of the places, but a lot of places have changed addresses. But I, I, I know how to find place you know. I used to be able to do it with a, like a, a street map or a, a street directory but these days I have an iPhone so I've got the maps so you give me an address right. so I can find where I'm going so. Yeah that'd be good Um, yeah for perfect timing because I should have my license back by Christmas so when we go up to um, Bundaberg for Christmas if someone's willing to lend me a car up there or, or we might hire a car or something so we can get around to Bundaberg but yeah so, yeah, I'm officially back on the road, and uh, that's not good, because I get road rage.
2: <laughs> as do I, sir, yes. as
1: do I. I. I warned Donna about this. I'm like, this is the other reason why I didn't want my license back, because I can't stand driving on roads. I enjoy driving a car. I love driving cars, especially a manual, which Joel can't drive. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> I really enjoy driving cars, but I just can't stand driving on friggin' especially Sydney Street, you know, just with all the idiots, and so...
2: Yeah, you, you know what else I enjoy doing? That's like a nice bike ride. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. the wind blowing through your hair, pedaling right. away. Pedaling right?
1: on, on your push bike <laughs> or your pedal bike, yep. yeah. Hey, up. Yes. What hair? <laughs>
2: <laughs> My beard hair, buddy. My beard hair. And
1: I got blowing that too, wind.
4: so.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, well, how was your last bike ride there, sir?
1: <laughs> it ended in tears. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing I'm going to get to do when I go up to Bundaberg, ride some um, dirt bikes. So, Can you do that, Joel? I can ride dirt. Dirt bikes? Hop on a, a motorbike? No. Oh, well.
2: Get one on the sidecar, he'd be okay.
4: <laughs> I'd probably wreck it.
2: <laughs> I don't know, you know. It'd be kind of badass. You could get a uh, bike with a sidecar, and you could have your uh, two dogs chilling the car next to you, you with know, their little goggles on, ears flapping in the wind. Have a hell of a good
4: time. I just have this image of, like, the sidecar <laughs> coming loose and me, you know, crashing into something.
2: Yeah. Uh, and the dogs would probably make it out of it just fine. It'd be you to get all screwed up. <laughs>
4: exactly. <laughs> probably go down a flight of stairs, you know. Oh, God, fuck yourself, see? You do have to come around
1: there. brings up the worst than us. Uh, it's good to have you guys back. Yeah, it's good to be um, back. So, um, Joel, you're pretty happy that your baseball team won the World Series?
4: Hell yeah. I I unfortunately, just through a series of of circumstances, was not able to watch any of the games. But back in 85, when they originally won the the series, I uh, was still in Kansas City and I got the chance because my mom thought it was super important. I got a chance to go to one of the games uh, during the series so you know i've got that as a memento of of that time plus you know in, the, in that town all the players live there so you know we went to george brett's house for trick-or-tree which i talked about last week and um so he was always one of my heroes growing up it made me happy to to see that they wrapped it up and and put a nice little bookend on it 30 years later they came back and won exactly you know 30 years to the date basically they they won again and uh you know, the the Mets fans can
1: suck it. As far as I'm yeah, concerned, well, so yeah. But it screwed. Well, it, they didn't make the World Series, but it screwed up the Back of the Future thing where um, Cubs win. But guess.
3: You <laughs> know,
4: though that's such. I, I being an, an Illinois resident, I'm pretty much permanently now, and working with people that grew up in the area, listening to them talk about it, it makes me wonder. So let's just let's just follow that train of thought for a minute. Let's say the Cubs win the World Series. They haven't won since what, it's been 100-plus years or something like that, and it's been a long time, they win, then what? They no longer have that stigma that makes people root for them because of the underdog, and then they're waiting for them to win again, and it's, it's just going to cause the team to either lose all that precious whatever it is that's kept them popular, or it's going to make people frustrated, and it's going to start all over again. I just I don't think it would be a good thing if they would have won.
1: Yeah, it just it would have been a good thing for the Back to the Future fans. That's about it,
4: <laughs> right? Which you know, I'm all for making Michael J. Fox happy. He's yeah.
1: a good dude. Yeah, yeah, but a little shaky, but he's good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to, spe- speaking of a little shaky, has anybody seen the um, the meme going around of, of him right now? Uh, it's this slightly out of focus image and uh, of, of his face, and it says "selfie" on the bottom hashtag selfie. Hmm. And I'm just like, oh shit, that's kind of that was kind of harsh. <laughs> but it still made me laugh, as you can tell.
4: Yeah. Well, of course. Um, well, I've been hesitant because there's a documentary that was released on Netflix, like the week of the whole Back to the Future thing, um, a, a 2015 documentary that's got you know him and Christopher Lloyd, and I'm g- guessing probably Leah Thompson or Elizabeth Shue or any, uh, anybody else that was involved except for Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. And I'm hesitant to watch it because I, I love Michael J. Fox, and I think... It's sad what's what's happened to him, so I kind of want to. I want to. I don't want to see it for that reason, but at the same time, I want to watch it because it's Back to the Future. Well, but actually,
2: they- it's an amazing documentary. I watched it, and I can say that even with the new interviews with him, he's still he's he still has that fire and passion and that, and that spunk that you like about him and whatnot. Um, so that's not gone. And they also talk about a lot of the the good stuff that's coming from all the fans and Back to the Future and what they're doing. As far as raising um, money to try to help with, uh, you know, finding cures for his disease and whatnot, so it was it was a really good watch.
4: Well, the last thing I saw him in was his his turn on Curb uh, Your Enthusiasm, which right. was brilliant because, I mean, the show was brilliant anyway when it was on the air. But the fact that da- Larry David and him took that and made it to where you, they didn't know whether he was using that as a way to harass larry david or whether legitimately he was having problems and it just turned out that larry david was getting screwed in the deal and michael j fox was <laughs> on point that whole run where he was there and it was brilliant and he, yeah he still got all of it it's just harder for him to 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 you know do it that's all
2: right and he actually there's a he's got there's um there's a he's got an awesome story he recounts about when um when the Prince Charles and Princess Diana came to watch it, and he was actually at the viewing, sitting next to her, um, talking about how he had to go to the bathroom and whatnot, really bad. But as part of what they were told before going into it, they're not allowed to allow to address uh, the royalty without being spoken to first. Um, they're not allowed to turn their back on them, and all these other rules. So basically, he's stuck in this theater chair, has to, really has to take a piss, but can't because he can't like say, "Excuse me, I got to go pee," because she won't hasn't spoken to him at all because she's watching the movie. If he gets up and turns to go walk away the other direction, he turns his back to her and that's gonna get him in trouble. So he it's just, it's just listening to him tell this whole story about you know what it was about yet he still recounts it as one of the most amazing experiences of his life because he's sitting there with Princess Diana watching the movie that he started.
1: Yeah, well, cool. Wait.
2: Yeah.
1: Princess Diana? Yes. Before she passed?
2: Yes. Yeah. Before she passed, yeah.
1: When she was still married oh. to Prince Charles. Yep. Wow. And yeah. And well, Prince Charles at the moment is in New Zealand with his new wife, Camilla Parker Bold. So. And to bring it back around to sports, fuck well, New Zealand. It's
4: in the old queue, and it's. It's, <laughs> <laughs>
1: they beat it's us. something I'm going to see.
4: But yes, we can fuck New Zealand, sure.
1: Fuck New Zealand. They beat us in the Rugby World Cup last week. But as it, as it stands right now, we're playing our first cricket test match against them up the Gabba in Brisbane, and we're kicking their fucking ass, so take that, Nicky. I know you'll have something to say about something else I mentioned in the voicemails later, but yes. And speaking of cricket, I want to bring this up, um, there's cricket being played in uh, America right now, actually played it at Met Stadium, a 2020 match, which means 20 overs each, as yes, I'll have to explain the rules to you, Joel, and the rest of the 40 going on, 40 boys, Yeah, it's um, 20 overs each. It's an all-star game with Shane Warne and um, Sash and Tanduka. So they're actually playing uh, cricket on a baseball diamond. And there's two more matches to be played in America. I forget where the other two stadiums they're playing at. But yes, they've brought cricket to America. So maybe you tell the boys at 40 going 14 to look out for that and maybe they might learn learn something good (laughs) about it instead of making things up that they don't get right all the time. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Well, 2020 is the best game to watch because it's it's quick. It's over really quickly. Not like test matches, which go for five days. So. <laughs> yes. Jeez. I know. I... What were you we gonna say, Justin?
2: Well, I was just gonna say half the fun of that show, though, is uh, when they make shit up. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> just just the random shit that Patrick comes up with, or whatever. Just the made-up stats and all that. That's that's part of the the lure
1: in my opinion to the 41 on 14 uh, when I'm listening I'm pulling my hair out and I was like Jesus Christ guys <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I want to call in a voicemail but the voicemail will be half an hour long He trying to explain it <laughs> <laughs> so I leave it to Nikki to explain cricket to him
4: yeah well you know now that we've got the, the Facebook uh, you know voice app that you can call in on there oh my gosh I don't know if you guys have heard that yet but Nikki's voicemails when she calls in on the Facebook thing are crystal clear, and it's it's a pretty amazing little tool.
2: Yeah, you, you you can actually understand her even with that fucked up a- accent she has. So
1: yeah, she well, probably said the same thing about you. Yeah, she. Yeah, she probably does. She's recorded us a voicemail on her phone and sent it through email. We'll we'll have it a little later. It's eleven seconds, so she sounds pretty cranky on it too. By the way, oh huh? Might as well get to the voicemail soon we're speaking voicemails. All right. Well, we've got a just a quick one from Luke. So, we'll see what Luke's got to say.
2: Hello, this is Luke. This was a uh, Coffin Joe-inspired voicemail, but I think it is best as a Kapanska voicemail. Um, Joe, I just figured out next year's Halloween costume. Cluckter Satan? You're welcome.
1: <clears throat> OK, someone's got to tell him the K silent.
4: <clears throat> well... And I don't quite understand the idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to do, like, high-concept Doctor Who costumes, and that one... Yeah. Thanks, Luke.
1: All right. <laughs> All right, let's hear from Nikki. She's not happy with me. Uh, well, I'll hear what she's got to say.
0: Okay, hold the fucking phone. Jan Dills D... Jandals, not fucking jangles. Seriously.
1: <laughs> okay, if people don't understand, that's in reference to um, jandals, uh, th- what we call thongs, or what you use call flip-flops. So on one of the shows I have must have said jangles instead of jandals, or whatever you want to fucking name them in New Zealand. They're fucking thongs. Simple. All right? You Americans, they call thongs not flip flops. You New Zealanders, they call thongs not fucking sandals, jangles, jingles. And when ja-
0: you call it a thong, all I can imagine is some fat lady with with you know a, a flip flop up her butt.
4: <laughs> Which has happened.
1: <laughs> I think that's a fetish site, actually. Oh, Probably
2: it's the internet. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody has their kings.
1: Uh, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, it's it's very simple. You're just call in at six 661- six one. 434 four, five, five, six, 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 four, four, KWJO, or email us gmail.com As the guys over there say, as well as we say, uh, you got the recorder app on your phone. Record it on your phone. You give it a couple of tries and then email it to us. So, and a lot of times the sound quality is a lot better, like you just heard from Nikki. So, either well, way, or, so. We
3: appreciate
1: appreciate your feedback, even if you're yelling at me.
4: Um, Just hearing her talk about that made me think back to my uh, misspent youth when I used to go to the swimming pool as a kid. And I come to think about it, there may have been a period where we called flip-flops thongs.
0: There definitely was. I remember calling them thongs when I was a kid.
4: Yeah. And then when the underwear thing happened, I I think that's kind of when it went out the window, maybe. I don't know.
0: That's exactly when it went out the window. When, it, when it became a, a, very blurred line as to whether or not you were talking about underwear or shoe, wear, footwear.
2: Yeah. I, I think the line blurred right about the time that that song came out, <laughs> by what <it> was, Cisco?
4: <laughs> yeah, that would have been a whole different song if he was talking about shoes on your feet.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you'd have known he had a huge foot fetish, and that's a whole other, um, that's a whole ball game right there.
4: That's that's Pitbull, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I, I had a I had a buddy at um, high school who um whose dad had a foot fetish and it was the strangest fucking thing. You like these lotion commercials would come on with the ladies would, like put lotion on their legs and their foot would come into frame and he'd like <gasps> and just kind of like get all. It's like oh god, dude, that is so wrong. <laughs> Are you serious? He'd, yeah, he'd get all hot and bothered by a, a, a nice looking foot.
4: <laughs> How old were you guys when this was going on? When you uh, were we, my
2: buddy, this? my buddy and I were um I see it would be uh late middle school early high school like 13 14 15 um right around that age but yeah he had a he had a he had a huge foot fetish and did not hide it that
4: explains so much <laughs> <clears throat> wow i i i mean i i get the whole fetish thing i get you know that everybody's got their thing and i and i've talked about this on my show before that I firmly believe in, and I'm I'm sure Freud was the first one to say this, but, you know, and I think I even mentioned that, but that, you know, things that you experience as a kid is what kind of dictates what you find attractive as an adult. So, like, if you see your mother in red panties, and when you're older, red panties are turned on for some reason. Oedipus complex, I don't know. Creepy, yes. But (laughs) I just, I, I wonder what it is specifically that causes somebody to go, man. Those are some nice looking hairy toes or whatever. Well, you know
2: I, I I look at that kind of like um uh when, when you look at uh uh like homosexual homosexuals versus heterosexuals, me as a heterosexual male, I I don't have any problems with whatever they're into whatever they want to do, but I I can't for the life of me look at another man's ass in any way shape or form and go, mm, "I need a piece of that." I mean, it's just I don't, I don't know what the what's different in the wiring or the experience or whatever, and, and it's it's fine. You know, like you said, they can do whatever they want to do more or less. But it's just I, I don't, I don't know how to know what that's like because it just it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. There's nothing about the male body looking at it like yeah, you know, woo-hoo. it does No, <laughs> so the,
4: I, I, the whole fetish thing just blows my mind. And with with the yeah. dawn of the internet. And the fact that, you know, everybody's looking for a reason to make a buck. If there's a market for it or they can create a market for it, it's out there. And and having been a, on the Internet since, you know, it became a thing around 93, 94, I, I've seen just about everything twice. And uh, I'm thoroughly convinced that if you're into it and you look, you'll find it.
2: Yeah, and that's, that's both a, a, an awesome thing about the Internet as well as, a horrible thing about the internet because like this whole thing that broke out with uh, Jared and Subway and whatnot and the shit he was into. And it's that, it's that aspect of the internet that I really just detest how easy it is for these people to kind of toss that kind of garbage around. And Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's both good and bad.
4: Well, back when the internet was still a wild West, I mean, that was something that you would come across a lot. I just like, haphazardly it was just posted anywhere and everywhere because there was no there was no guidelines and no rule and uh, now it's at least now it's you know a lot more difficult and hidden more in the darker places but yeah
2: yeah I, working as a computer tech back like when when I when I'm at this repair shop Thankfully, I never came across any of the kitty stuff because that would have just—I mean, that would have—I don't know what that would have done to me psychologically. But um, the, the stuff that people would leave on their computers when they brought it in for repair was astounding. I mean, it's just like right there on—you know—it just it looked like they weren't trying to hide it or anything. You're just kind of like, really, that's your desktop background, and you brought it into a public place for people to see? Okay. I mean, <laughs>
4: maybe <laughs> so, that was what they were into.
2: It might have been. That could have been their possible, uh, their particular fetish. Who knows?
4: I'm I'm really tempted to ask what what's the weirdest thing you saw, but at the same time I don't want to know. Well, I let's
2: see here. Um, you, 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 whether or not you're asking, I'm going to tell you anyways. Not <laughs> <Okay>. fair <laughs> uh, enough. Let's see the weirdest. Well, uh, weird is subjective, of course. Um, right. The, uh, the the weirdest thing I I, or I one of the, I'm going to go more for like an awkward stance. The some of the most awkward experiences I had was when we first opened the store. The uh, the repair area was actually shared space with the sales floor. So everything we did was completely visible to anybody who was there to buy software or purchase hardware or whatever. And a lot of times people would sit at this counter we had behind us um, and, and chat with us while we were working on, on the computers to ask us questions. And we had this one guy that came in a lot and bought various things from us, and he always just seemed a little off. And then um, I'm, I'm sitting there one day and I'm, I'm talking to this World War II vet, this really, really old man. He's got his little the hat there was the USS whatever boat he was on. It had all his little um, pins in it and decorations and whatnot. Guy had some really cool stories about shit he went through back in the war. And I pull this machine up that this other, that the weird dude brought in, plug it in, turn it on. And uh, as soon as it boots up, his his desktop background is this is this close-up of this guy jerking off. God. Um, and And then his little his little mouse icon that you could change around was a dick spurt and come whenever 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 the computer was thinking. So if you click on something to open it, instead of getting a spinning ball, you get this little penis that it was ejaculating. Um, and then the his uh, his login sound was um was two guys getting after it and and then you know right at the point of climax. And I didn't know any of this, So I had the speakers in turned on. I had the monitor up. Everything's good to go. I fired it up, and all of a sudden, all this like just just this shit hits us all at once. And the guy behind me who was the, um, who was the World War II vet. Goes what in the good? <clears> and he starts like gasping for air. I thought he was like hyperventilating or something. So as quickly as I can, I'm trying to turn the monitor off and turn the um turn the speakers off. And you you know how it goes whenever you're actually trying to turn something off, the power button never fucking works the first time. I yep. finally get it all shut down, and I go walking back, and I find the guy the, the weird guy because he's still in the store. And I'm like, dude, um, you should have let us know that you have this stuff as a background and all that. So I, I I shouldn't. This is not something I need to turn on, a, in a publicly, you know, in a public place. Number one, number two, technically, I'm a minor, and you know, this could. I don't know what if, what laws, if any, this might be sketchy with. Um, and then the uh, World War II vet guy had actually followed me, and uh, he just looked at me like, "Is that your computer?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, he's like, boy." There just saying something right about you. He's like, I can't believe. I, he's like, I can't believe I risked my life to let people like you live and then walk out the store. <laughs> Whoa! Like, Whoops! <laughs> and then, um, otherwise, just um, there, porn. So much porn. There was just porn everywhere. I mean, people, guys, would have no no worries at all about having, um, you know, this shit out in the open. But the absolute most awkward experience for me was I had a lady who had just bought a brand new machine from us. And she, um, it kept, it was running really bad. She was having problems with being slow. All these weird windows were popping up, you know, normal spyware stuff and whatnot. Um, and so she brought it in for diagnostic. I, I'm taking a look at it. I go through the whole thing. And she had this whole, um, this box that she kept all the original CDs in. And back when zip drives were still a thing, she had a bunch of zip drives that she used for backing up photos and whatnot. And so I'm, she's like, she wanted me to scan all this stuff. So I'm doing the virus scan and all these things. And I tossed in this one zip disk and. As the virus scanner is running, I'm looking at the file names that are popping up, and I'm like, "Okay, porn, porn, really kinky porn." Oh my God, what the fuck? And it's going through, and so I call her up. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know how to approach you about this, but more or less, it looks like somebody's really into this pornography stuff." And when you go to those sites, you have to be very careful because you click on the wrong link, do the wrong thing. All of a sudden it opens your machine up for spyware, et cetera. And she's like, no, that's not a site. You know, I'm a Christian woman. This is a Christian household. We don't look at that kind of stuff here. I'm like, madam I'm looking at a drive that I, or a disc that I got out of the stuff you gave me. And it's got a, um, it's got a lot of, uh, pictures on it. I'll put it like that. And she goes, really? I'm like, yeah. And then all of a sudden she hollers for her kid in the background, right? She like yells for him brings him over there, asks him a couple questions, and then just starts yelling at the kid while I'm still on the phone with her. And finally she's like, I've got to go. We'll be there shortly. So she slams the phone down, and about 15 minutes later, she shows up with the kid in tow, and I'm the same age as this kid, right? And, and so we're both, I'm, I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me like, fuck, dude. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, um, she's like, so show me what you found. I'm like, all right. So I throw the zip drive in there, and I open up Windows Explorer. I'm like, here's the files. She's like, open one. I'm like, I really would rather not do that. And she's like, "No, I want you to open one." I'm like, "Okay." So I kind of like oh shield the mo- yeah, I shield the monitor from view so that, that it wasn't visible to the rest of the customers. And I crack one open. And At this point, the kid's face is like beet red, right? Um, and I'm just like, "Well, here you go." And She's like, "Oh my word! It was a, it was probably probably the worst file I could have clicked on. I didn't the the, the file names weren't descriptive, but it was. Um, you could tell the kid had a fetish for um, guys with really large uh, equipment penetrating very thin girls." Um, and so it was just, just like this, this, I mean, it was like that, I don't know, It was, it's hard to describe, but basically it was, it was just a picture of, you know, this guy just getting after this chick, and it was really raunchy, and she's like, I can't believe you'd look at this stuff in my house, and I raised to be a God-fearing man, and she just starts laying into this kid, and the whole time I'm sitting here, like, oh man, I just... I just completely wrecked this guy's spank bank. Um, <laughs> and she made me format the disc right there in front of him. And as soon as I hit the yes button and delete everything, the kid actually, like, literally, there was like a single tear <laughs> went down his cheek. Like, I spent so much time collecting this collection, you know, making this collection. And I felt so, it was just the most awkward experience because I'm like, being the same age as him, I had my own collection, I had my own stuff. I'm like, I didn't want to do this, but at the same time.
0: Is it as awkward as the time that you were repairing a computer for a friend and there were pictures on it that, of that person
2: no that's pretty awkward too yeah <laughs> <can't think> that <laughs> <happened once. laughs> yeah I, I i saw somebody and i, I yeah I, I saw a lot more of somebody than i ever wanted to and
0: it's one thing when it's a customer that, that you don't know but it's totally different if it's somebody you know <laughs>
2: yeah yeah so it's, it's, it's one of those weird things and it's not like i go randomly snooping through people's files and opening stuff up and whatnot but whenever I, I take a backup of, of something or I'm working on it for somebody, I have to at least verify. I'll take a smattering of files and just make sure they open up and they're not corrupt and whatnot. And I've learned that recently, I'll, when I go to work on a computer for somebody, I'll tell them, hey, look, I'm going to back your pictures up, but I'm not going to verify that particular backup unless you're okay with me doing that because it's too many times in the past you'll we'll open up a picture file just to make sure it's okay and then, boom, it's like coughing balls in your face. It's like, I didn't need to see that side of you. Okay. You know? <laughs> so
1: wow yeah yeah we're all stunned at the moment <laughs> that was amazing uh, see
4: that's that's why i don't ever want to like have to do something to someone else's computer because exactly that reason and i, I i'm yeah. currently i'm justified or just as it were
2: right no, it's, it's very uncomfortable i mean the other one was um we had a lady who was recently divorced and and she she could tell that her husband had been a fairly controlling and oppressive an person, and she she was divorced. She was kind of finding her own way in the in the world the world again, and was letting loose in ways that she was never allowed to while she was married to this guy. And um, she brings her computer in, and uh, she was we, we want to make a backup for her and whatnot. She's like, whatever you do, don't open this one directory. Right, which is the worst thing you can tell most computer techs because the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go look at that directory and see what the hell this person's trying to hide. I don't, I don't do that myself. I mean, not anymore. I did in my younger <laughs> days. I, I regret that, but um, it's it, for me now. It's more of an ethical thing. I, if somebody says, "Please don't look at this," I won't. Um, but of course, I, I go walking back into the shop and the boys are over there looking at the damn files on the computer. They open it up and it was a picture of her. In her fucking birthday suit, and that was it. And she had one, gone to some sort of, like, body painting festival. And her, she had, I don't know what the mural was. It was supposed to be, like, two dogs. And, like, the tongues were, I mean, the tongues were her her boobs, and then, I don't know, the nose was the nipple or something like that. It was the weirdest fucking thing I'd ever seen. And I was like, guys, just close it down, please. Give this lady a little bit of, of space. And, yeah, so there's just all sorts of stuff that you end up seeing that you don't necessarily want to even if you're not trying. So I'm always very upfront with people when I go to work on the machines now, that, hey, look, if there's anything you don't want me to see, you better tell me now or at least delete it before you give me the computer because I've got to be able to verify my backups and whatnot, and I'm going to come across the stuff that I do.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) We
4: went down a very wonderful rabbit hole. Yes. Yes. As we do on the Coffin J cast. (laughs)
2: Yeah, the stories that Tex could write about the um, the strange shit people leave in their computers would it would make a very entertaining book or volume of books. You make
1: a right. series out of it. Mm-hmm. The hard on boys, right?
4: <laughs> Meet M E A T Nancy Drew.
3: Um, <laughs> wow.
4: So uh, yeah, um, how about them Royals? Yeah, they yeah, they're won- the Royals.
1: I I saw like 800,000 people showed up for the the homecoming sort of uh.
4: Oh yeah, it was it was a sea of blue man. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. it was a beautiful thing and all the the local um Kansas City people that I follow and stuff all, all were posting pictures of it and I mean it, it's just it's a great city. It really is. I mean there's a lot of good people there and I you know, it's my hometown and I miss it but um it's one of those times i wish i could have been back home and i have friends of mine that were able to go to some of the games and and uh so it, it, it's it was pretty amazing
1: yeah well we made the news down here it was on the the nightly news to the you know to the size of the crowd when when the guys come back into town and with the trophy so, yeah it was nice to see you. i was like i was happy for you joel like i was, you know, I wasn't watching any of the games, but, you know, keeping up to date with you know, who's winning and who's losing, you know. And when they won, I'm like, I bet your Joel's going to be happy about this. So,
4: Yeah, I was excited. I mean, it's it's uh, the Kansas City metropolitan area. I mean, people think of it as a cow town, but it really isn't that small of a city in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's I live currently in the second largest city in Illinois, and, and we're not the size of Kansas City. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's a it's a big big city with a small town vibe. If you combine, you know, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, uh, Kansas.
1: It was good to see. Like, well, the Mets make it, and and Kansas City, you know, instead of fucking like Yankees and you know, the bigger teams. Right. Yeah, it's nice to see. You know, the World Series was fought between you know the Mets, you know, instead of fucking Yankees, because everyone hates the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, my team never. Get, <laughs> well, my team never get close. I, I follow the Dodgers. so... I haven't been able I, to do any lately. So,
4: I mean, I used to to go to school out there, so I used to drive by the stadium just about every day. And um, you know, growing up and going out, and uh, we used to when I was in concert choir, we used to sing before the the Royals games. And uh, you know, I've been a couple of Chiefs games, and they were, you know, the stadiums are right next to each other, and uh, it's kind of a neat place. So,
1: yeah, well, as I said, keep an eye out for if they show them the creek and on the TV over there. They're playing in baseball stadiums, so, which I find funny. So, do we still have Justin and Jody there? Sounds like they've dropped off.
4: I thought maybe they muted just because of the sound, but it, it was actually clearer. It sounded like they had stopped.
2: No, no, we, I did mute. We were getting out of the car, and my my thing was the the key ignition thing was the You know, it was all sorts of noise, so I didn't want to yeah. mess up your show there. So fine.
1: you oh, hey. <laughs> We've had more people mess up the show than you, mate, don't you
2: worry. No, uh, Yeah, but I don't want to be lumped in with them. <laughs> nah, well, him, her. There's been a, there's,
1: <laughs> we won't name names. So. People know who they are. Yes. Well, I got told not to say certain persons not. Anyway, I can't speak about it on the show. As Justin starts doing the dishes. Shouldn't Ezra yeah. be doing that?
2: Uh, normally he does. Yes. But sometimes it's almost like more work to make him do that because I have to go back and redo some of them anyways.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, I kind of gave up on that, that philosophy cause I, I used to think that I'm like, you know, cool. I've got kids that can kind of take up some of the load of stuff and it, it became harder to get them to do it and to do it the way I wanted it done than it was for me to just do it and get it done.
2: Yeah. They're, they're, you know, it's one of those things that you really do take, take a, um, you kind of estimate whether or not it's going to be worth the time to have them do it and then redo it and then redo it again and possibly do it one more time um, versus just doing it yourself. But for me, one of the things is I want him to uh, – responsibility is a big thing for me, and he's really in a phase right now where he's he he lacks that. He doesn't want to be irresponsible for anything, and so we're kind of – we're really holding his feet to the fire, so to speak, because we don't want – you know, basically I'm not gonna raise one of those people that expects everything to be handed to them and I don't think he'll end up that way. But he's got a lot of those tendencies, so I'm just trying to like get him out of him without beating him. <laughs> but there are times there are times where he frustrates me enough it's like, you know, if I if I believed in child abuse, this would be one of those times where I would just smack you, but I don't, so
4: <laughs> now, refresh oh. the memory for our listeners who maybe either haven't listened to your show or aren't familiar with your family. How old is Ezra?
2: Ezra is eleven.
4: So yeah, is so he writing the same as right. as mine? Twelve and ten. So
2: yeah, and and I might and I I want to you know what, like same thing for the people who don't listen or haven't listened in a while. I I don't want to come off as some like you know hard ass. We really the only chores he really has are he has to keep his room clean, which isn't clean right now, <laughs> and he has to do the dishes after school and, and after dinner, and that's really it. Um, and it's really, it's, 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 you know, you come home, you do a load of dishes, or you do a load of laundry. That It's not like we're expecting him to be Cinderella for us or any that, that stuff. But the way he makes it sound when we talk to him, you'd think that we're like Cinderella and the wicked evil stepsisters and godmother and whatnot. And, you know, you always want me to do everything. You guys don't do anything around here. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't do anything? <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So how, how do you get all the, the food? where the food come right. from? <laughs> you know? Or your nice, like, uh, toys or whatever, you know, your, your electronic devices, which he's not allowed to have at the moment. Have you put the yes. bar- band back on him? I know you let it... No,
2: no, I didn't let him up. He, he's he been on the band for, for quite some time. We were going to let it up, and then he went and put his foot in his mouth again and showed that he wasn't ready for it. So he's still... The most he's allowed to do right now is he gets... Uh, He gets one episode of whatever he wants to watch a day, as long as his other chores and stuff and his his homework and everything is done. If he takes, if he he watches that episode, his stuff's not done. Then it's it's hell to pay for him. But as far as everything else goes, I've got all everything. I've got his tablet. I've got all anything he could possibly use to get access to the internet is all locked up here in my room. He's got his flip cell phone, and that's it. Yeah, like so and, and I, the... I, I give him his, I give him his iPod at night to listen to music when he goes to sleep because he's one of those people that has to have music in the background to sleep. that so I'm not going to deprive the kid of sleep. So he has his iPod in the evenings, and that's it. Otherwise, he's been he's been off everything electronic for over almost two months now, and he keeps just finding new ways to make me extend that out even further.
1: Yeah, well, I, well, I listen to the show, so I know. All about it. <laughs> I'm like Jesus, kid. You've got a great. Compared to the way yeah. I was growing up, you know. No shit, right? Yeah. So, appreciate <laughs> well, what you've got. Just,
4: I mean, you know, just can, well compared to my, I mean, my, my 12-year-old, who's, you know, a year older or close to that. I mean, yeah, the, she's got a tablet that she can use, but she doesn't have a cell phone. Um, she's a tablet for anything she's going to listen to music-wise or, or things like that, get access to Netflix. She's got a TV in a room with a, you know, a a movie player that she can watch DVDs or whatever on. But, you know, that, that access gets restricted if the grades don't get kept up. And I mean, we had a ban on for a long ass time. um, And that just got lifted here recently because, you know, the grades were, were, were not being kept up with. And it's like, if you can't keep up with that stuff, then you lose the other things. So, right. I get
2: it. Well, and it's one of those things too, that, um, uh, you know, I'm I, I I like to play a little bit of the mental warfare with him and whatnot. So there was there was a period of time where he got in trouble. Kind of, it wasn't for grades, it was for something else. Um, but I had just tossed an Xbox into his room, so with his TV that he's got, so that he could um, he could have uh, something to watch movies on, and then um, if he wanted certain games, I'd allow him to play certain games. Um, so he was all super happy. He comes home back from his mom's house, has the Xbox in there, but he, what he didn't realize was I had all the power cords and HDMI cables. Am <laughs> locked up in my desk? So he goes in there and tries to fire everything up, and it's none of it's working. Comes back out, he's like, I, I, I saw that you put that in there like you told me you were going to, but it, it won't turn on. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, is it broken? I'm like, mm, well, kind of. I mean, I, I took the power cord away from it. What for? And then I, 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 you know, I don't know what it was, but I showed him what I caught him doing. He goes, oh. I'm like, yeah, so it's it'll, it'll sit in there. You can look at it all you want. You can see that at some point in time you'll get to play with it, but right now it's not going to happen because... I've got everything locked up, and so he spent about two and a half weeks just staring at this Xbox on his, on his TV that he couldn't use because he had done whatever it was he had done, <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's interesting to see how the difference different generations, and I remember back from when I was a kid, how much my dad told me, you don't know how awesome you have it, how great it is, blah, 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 and I'm looking back to the things that I had a kid, as a kid compared to what my kid kids have, and I'm like, you know... It would be really awesome to be a kid right now with all this shit. And then, it's like, and then I start hearing myself going, you don't realize how ha- hard I had it? I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. I just turned into my dad. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Well,
1: that's the same with my niece. I mean, my niece has been spoiled by my parents because my parents... Well, we've mentioned this before, you know. But, uh, yeah, she got away with a lot because of her heart condition and whatnot. But she's turned into a real little bitch. She's 17 oh. now. And, yeah, she's a... A nightmare for my parents and my dad's just recently retired you know this year and she's causing a lot of dramas for my parents and they're explained to to her it's like no this is uh the grandparents time now you know I retired you know he it's time for my mum and dad to enjoy you know their final years I don't want to say it in that way but you know what I mean and right. uh, yeah and she just keeps causing drama just swears at them abuses them and it's like kid you've got it You've got a great, you've got every, you've got a laptop, you've got a fucking tablet, you've got uh, a nice cell phone, you've got uh, a PlayStation, you've got an, a Wii, you've got, you know, a nice TV in your room. And and every time I talk to mum and she talks about what uh, Tammy's doing, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't have got away with that as a kid, mum. She goes, Oh, no. That's why I try to explain it to Tamara. It's like, seriously? You know, if I acted like you acted, I would have got the belt. Bang, straight away, right, right. Well, well
2: and, and the well, other thing that I that upsets me in situations like that and is um, the one thing that she'll, you know, at, at this age, she'll never really truly realize until later on is yeah, all that stuff, the materialistic things are awesome, but what she's what she's really got going for is for whatever reason the parents aren't able to be there or aren't there or whatever it is. I'm not going to make a judgment on that, but she's got two loving grandparents who stepped up when it should be their, as you said, their time to sit back, relax and enjoy because they've done their hard work in life and are willing to take her in and, and help raise her when somebody else couldn't. And that speaks volumes about their character. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that that's the hard part to get a child to understand in situations like that is, yeah, you know, it might suck because your mom might be a, a, a fuck-up or whatever, but if you've got your grandma or grandpa stepping in to do this, at least you've got somebody to take care of you and you're not yeah. sitting somewhere like an orphanage and foster homes or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, my my parents are virtually her parents. Like, you know what I mean? That's the way it was yeah. brought up. But my parents finally got a grandchild with my younger brother's son, um, Dale. So they get to mind him. They actually recently get to minding four days a week because the other grandparents are going through some health issues one of them but yeah they've actually be, been able to have a grandchild they can treat like a grandchild so they're actually really enjoying it and yes they, they spoil him they do what grand uh, grandparents should be able to do to you know the grandchildren you know the right. parents say don't do this but yes you can have the you know we with tomorrow right. it's like they had to be parents to her and uh and I, I spoke up a lot of times about you shouldn't be doing this for it. Don't treat her like that. Don't use her condition as an excuse to give her a ring because they'll come and bite you in the ass later. And guess what's happened? It's come and bit him in the ass later. So, ouch. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. I used to get in trouble
1: because I was harsh on Tamara. I'm like, they go, don't do it, Graham. Don't uh, stop picking on her. I'm like, I'm not picking on her. I'm treating her the way she should be treated. You know, if she's good, yeah, I'll do any. You know. So I've told, I've said before, I'd take a swim, I'd took her out, you know, take her out to the zoo or take her swimming and do whatever she likes, but if she's been a pain in the ass to me, well, no, I'm not going to come out and ride a push bike with you, I'm not going to go out and do things with you if you're going to be, you know, rude to me, and I'd get in trouble for it, and anyway. It's...
4: <laughs> I have to ask a question, kind of unrelated, but related in a way, and this is just a curiosity question, but... You mentioned your dad and, and just retiring what what did he do for uh what was his career his job uh,
1: well he's a sheet metal worker by trade metal worker, but he uh moved along the the ranks of sort of thing he become foreman then manager so most of his uh, working life was a manager of different companies, so he was virtually behind a desk managing things so yeah he's very um well he's he's the one who helped me become a tradesman like. He's renovated his whole house himself. He learnt other trades without having a trade certificate, but, you know, he he knows how to, you know, make things. So, yeah, basically he was a manager. You know, he'd, uh, last job he managed a company that made screws and um, fixings, if you know what I mean, like screws, nails, uh, uh, and bolts, right. and, and that sort of thing. That's currently where my brother works because Dad got him the job there and then he quit the job and he's back there, but yeah, so yeah, dad was virtually a manager for the last, like, 30 years, so. Wow, what about you, Justin?
2: Uh, my dad, he, um, it's a very interesting career path, he was in the military when I was growing up, um, so I spent eight years as a military brat, um, and then when he got out of that, he came back up here to Oregon, and it's it's... It's not a family business in the fact that the family doesn't own it, but it's a family business in the fact that my almost my entire family works there. Um, there's a company here in Oregon um, that specializes in uh, in heavy what they call heavy structural moving, so houses, apartment complexes, giant buildings, huge um, wind turbines, stuff like that. They they um, they pick these items up and they'll actually move them from one point to another. Um, so he started off there doing the residential stuff and, and digging out, you know, they, they would lift up a house, dig a basement, pull the foundation for the basement, whatnot, and set it back down, um, or move, you know, a house from one location to another, etc. And he's worked his way up and now he's on the commercial side. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the spruce goose, um, but his company oh, yeah. is the company, yeah, his company is the company that moved that up from, uh, Elvera, wherever it was to its current location here in McMinnville, Oregon. Um. And he's now on the, on the uh, commercial side, and he's a foreman. So he's out of town quite a bit, uh, basically just you know managing these jobs and making sure everything goes off smoothly. And there's a documentary. I think it actually just came up on Netflix, if you guys want to check it out. It's called Levitated Mass. Um, and what it is, is it's a documentary about this, uh, this artist based out of California that um, uh, took this giant boulder that fell off the side of this rock quarry where they were doing blasts for, for rock and whatnot and decided to make this art sculpture out of it. Um, but they had to move it from where it was at in the quarry down to the, the L.A. Uh, Museum for Art, or whatever it's called. Um, and so the entire documentary it has my grandpa, my uncle, and my father all in it. And it's about the whole process of where it, what it took to get all the permits, all the stuff done, and actually has films from the actual move itself. The, I think it was like a couple hundred mile move from where it was at in California to its new location. Um so it's a it's a very interesting scope of work. and I've been on a few jobs with them and whatnot and watched these things and it's it's like a it's like an orchestra watching all these things as they work together and these guys do this stuff. It's pretty impressive.
1: Sounds like an interesting, interesting can't it sounds like it's good to watch, yeah,
2: yeah, I yeah, actually, just looked w- it up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I watched. I, I remember watching my dad when I was younger move an entire apartment complex. Um, they were doing this uh, construction and they were putting in a new freeway off-ramp off ramp off one of our main freeways here, and it was uh, this apartment complex is right in the way of where the new on ramp was going to be, um, and so, so whoever owned it or whoever bought the the apartments themselves. Uh, found a new piece of property that was only about a mile and a half up the, the road, but you had to go down this huge hill and up the other side. You know, you went down this dip and then up the other the hill on the other side to the new location. And they also had to cross a main thoroughfare. So they did all the permits and whatnot, got everything squared away, shut that main road down, and they had nine buildings in total, they moved. Um, and it took all – it's one of those things where they, they, they're going like half a mile to a mile an hour top speed, you know, when they're moving these things. So they have to keep the load level, make sure everything's safe, et cetera. And it also involves the utility guys coming through and disconnecting and reconnecting the utilities. The whole I mean, it's this whole huge thing. But it was impressive to watch them, just watch this entire apartment complex get uprooted in, in the process. And then all, when the day of the move came, they actually moved it across the road and up the street to where it was going at. And then watching them as they went down the hill and back up the other side in that little dip there, how while the trucks were going down the, the road the, the, they, they with the hydraulic jacks and everything they have, keeping the 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 uh, building itself level and they were literally moving inches at a time and they'd stop and re level that re-level the building and move and re-level and it was just it was interesting to watch. So when you watch like the time lapse videos of this stuff and whatnot, it's really cool.
4: Well I just looked it up on Netflix. It's called Levitated Mass, a story of Michael Heiser's Monolithic Sculpture. It's from two thousand thirteen and it is streaming. You can I just added it to my list actually. And uh it looks interesting. I'm I'm kind of yeah, curious. It,
2: yeah, for anybody who's interested or who cares, um, my dad is will be Richard Albrecht on there. My uncle is Mark, and then my grandpa. I don't think they actually interview him, so they don't show his name. But he's got a, he's got a, like a five or ten second shot where he's talking to some of his workers. Uh, but you'll you'll probably recognize him if you see the family resemblance. We all have the same giant fucking nose in the front of our head. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, well, bald head and a beard. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Wow. Well, it makes my dad uh, kind of pale in comparison. I, I We'll have to talk about our moms another time, but because uh, we're getting close to that time. But yeah. my dad uh, kind of followed a similar path. He uh, he was a military man. My grandfather was in World War One. My dad was in Korea. And uh, my dad was, uh, I don't know how much I can say about it, but he worked on, he was part of CID. And uh, so, you know, counterintelligence stuff. And he still to this day will not tell me the things that he did. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things I'm I'm fascinated by. But after he got back uh, and was out of the military, he he's been self-employed my entire life. Um, He's never worked for anybody other than the government. So um, his chosen career path up until when he kind of sort of sort of retired was uh, he owned apartment buildings and houses and rented them out. So he was basically a landlord um and then he he did bubblegum machines so in in my basement there was yeah, a I remember uh, the story like a uh a, a thing where you could paint the machines so if there was there were chips or damages or whatever he would repair them, and he had all the the, the gear and everything it was a you know a, a industrial kind of setup and then he had all the boxes of gumballs down there stored in the basement and they were you know these square boxes of, of rain blow bubble gum or whatever and the big round ones that would hurt your teeth or your jaw you know not the little ones but the big ones um and so he'd always have at least one box open in the basement so whenever we wanted to have any gum we could go down to the basement and grab a, a bubble gum and and uh and take it but i used to go out with him sometimes and he'd take his dog with him everywhere and he'd go fill up the machines and Come back and have these, you know, these sacks full of of change that he had a change sorter in the basement and uh, would go, you know, deposit that in the bank, and it was it was crazy. Everybody's like, "That's such a neat line of work," but you know, for me, it was just it was just growing up. But because of that, you know, he made his own hours, he did his own thing, and uh, he's always been kind of an independent person. And uh, I think that's probably kind of where I got some of my uh, my drive from was was seeing him do that although i've never been self-employed and i don't ever plan on being self-employed i own my own business for a short period and uh yeah i'm not doing that again that's
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> i was self-employed for about three months when i was a courier driver basically i was self-employed yeah and uh yeah between the coffin factory and the screen door factory and i hated it more the driving part in the city yes
4: all right, well, yeah. I mean, it takes a certain kind of person. I mean, you have to have the drive, number one, to to go to work and to to be because you're only as successful as as much hours and time and energy as you put into it. And uh, you know, he did it enough that he was able to support uh, you know a family of two plus raising 150 foster kids. So I mean, it was it was always moving. It seemed like constantly doing something. And uh, I think that I think that's a lot, and that's more nurture versus nature because. He's not my you know he's my adopted dad but yeah, still still your dad exactly yeah i don't i don't know my my real my biological father i don't know so he's yeah he's always been dad and always will be and he's a character so
1: <laughs> that's anyway. why you're a character
4: <laughs>
1: yes joe i think it's about that time it
2: is wait what's that you say what time is it is it really that time again that's right Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for Random. It's So angry. And that voice,
4: it sounds so familiar.
2: I know, it's, it's it's so meta whenever I'm on the show and I hear myself talk on that. But... Because we're at this segment, I just want to say, I love the Maybellina episode. It was great to actually have, finally, the, the creator of all these wonderful questions on. And I hope she does it with you guys again. She, was, she hung in there real well and was able to give you guys some shit and was funny and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah it was a good episode.
1: She was scared. She's been scared to come on, and we finally got her on and, and proved that there was nothing to be scared about. So No, no she did amazing. Come back. We want you back. Well, I I passed that on to her, Justin. When you told me that, I, I
4: made sure to to let her know, and she was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're yeah. positive feedback," and so at some point, yeah, we'll try to get her back on. But she she's a funny chick in person, and and uh, I shouldn't say chick because she's not. But you know, you oh, well, that's,
1: like, that's anyway. how we talk about yeah. women down here in Australia. We just call them chicks. Yeah, that it
4: does not didn't come out the way I wanted. It. But anyway, um, <laughs> so first question. Do you have an, well, actually I should mention that we've already answered two questions she's got on the list just by conversation tonight, but we're going to skip it. So, do you have an actor or actress that you like mainly for their voice?
1: Well, I haven't acted yet, so it can't be me. <laughs> um, for the voice. Just for their voice. Yeah, this is hard. I mean, the
4: way that I kind of was thinking about it in retrospect after I asked the question was you kind of think back maybe to cartoons that you've watched, like um, for example uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden, Kevin Conroy who did a lot of stuff like uh, Optimus Prime and stuff you know, people that you maybe don't know as an actor.
2: Right, yeah that's all That's all I can really think of right now are people that um, do like the voice work for, um, for cartoons and whatnot. I mean, you look at the old Looney Tunes and uh Mel Blanc and all that, I mean, he did a shit ton of the different voices and all that. And more recently, one of the ones that I've been really impressed with, I'm not sure if you guys have ever watched uh, Rick and Morty, um, but the guy that does the voices of the grandpa Rick on that show, to play a drunk that's almost always at the point of puking and the way he does that sound in his voice, I mean, that's always impressed me. But I can't really pinpoint one actor that just their voice alone gets me.
4: And I have to correct make a quick correction. Kevin Conroy, after I realized it, he was the voice of Batman in most of the animated Batman series. Oh, Peter Batman. Cullen was uh right. Peter Cullen was Optimus Prime, sorry.
1: Yeah. But that's what I thought Ke- yeah Conroy was Batman's voice. Yeah. Um I to really, uh two really. Harry Shearer. Ha. Ah, good choice. Harry Shearer or um can't think of his name. He does Moe and does Sorry to bring it back to Simpsons, but yeah.
4: You're talking about Hank Azaria? Hank
1: Azaria. Yeah, Hank Azaria. Yeah. I have to put Hank above Harry because when you watch any movie Hank Azaria's in, you just sort of get those little, you know, quips of, uh, oh, that sounds like a a bit or this sounds like um, a, a poo, you know. So, yeah, I'll say Hank Azaria.
3: Well, well that uh,
2: you
4: know. damn funny guy anyway, just in
1: person. Oh, he is.
2: Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, one thing that clicked to mind real quick for me was, um, as weird as this is going to sound, uh, somebody I've always been fascinated whenever I hear them talk um, is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Um, just the way he can command a room or command or anything and, and just going back as as whether or not you like wrestling, some of the old WWE stuff um, that he was in, is was just fucking hysterical. And you could tell back then that he was going to he was gonna be with something more than just this muscled-out wrestling guy. Um, and, yeah, I, I've always liked stuff that he's in.
4: And you know it's funny you mentioned him. I didn't even think of him, but he's one of those guys that yeah. When I when he was in wrestling, I'm like, who is this guy? You know, Smell with the rocks cooking this whole thing. I don't I'm like what the hell is this crap. But I didn't really watch it. I just heard the you know the the quotes after the fact. And then when I saw him in Be Cool, the, the oh, get yeah. short get shorty sequel, that was great. Oh my gosh, I, I immediately fell in love with him, and ever since then, just about anything he does, I'll, I'll watch just because he's in it. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that you know there's a certain level of charisma and anti-charisma that makes people famous or makes them people that you hate and he's got like six extra helpings of charisma than the average human being. So no matter what you see him in you're like, "Oh my god, it's Dwayne Johnson. You just are fixated."
1: Yeah, he's, and, a, uh, he's so nice too. You see him in interviews and that personality just shines through, you know. I've even watched yeah. that um Tooth Fairy movie cuz he was in it. <laughs> Yeah, not, not for me movie. the
2: movie that got me hooked on him was the rundown with uh sean leon scott oh yeah that that no, movie ha- it was hysterical and the two of them I, you wouldn't there was it was a comedy pair that you would have never thought of but when you actually started watching the movie and the way they were, the stuff they were doing it was just that i love that movie
4: <laughs> oh crap now i i just had a, a a like a flash of like oh my gosh i got the perfect one and then we kept talking, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot." Well, I'll throw another now.
1: one in. Yeah, it's Simpsons related, but Phil Hartman. Oh yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> yes, R.I.P. So. Oh crap! I didn't want Wait. to bring it around to be Simpsons, but I was thinking. Well, the other one is uh, Joe DiMaggio. Or God does bend his voice.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> so. magic It is DiMaggio. Is it yeah. Joe though? Joe. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like the baseball. <laughs> I think it's Jed, See, oh, yeah. I might be wrong. On this show, well, I anything... never count. I never say I'm fucking true to my facts. But
4: <laughs> check them later. Um, well, you think about that. You think of Billy West, who oh, Billy does... West. Oh,
1: that was the other one I was trying to think of too, Billy West.
4: Yeah, he he's one of those guys, along with Tom Kenny and and uh, um, you know Hank Azaria and some of those other guys. that just are everywhere i mean and a lot of times you don't realize it until after the fact but, yeah, but you, you know you'll, tom you'll, kenny who's
1: spongebob you'll be watching a show and going that sounds familiar and then when you find out later oh that's the same person i've listened to on this other show and you go oh that makes sense now you know because a lot of people do a lot of voices um the voice of bart i can't think of her name she's done some voices uh, nancy cartwright nancy cartwright yeah
2: yeah, but she's also done some really weird shit in the aftermath. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about it a couple of years ago, though. She uh, was doing this. She's a Scientologist, and she was doing this uh-huh. auto dialer thing where she was calling up people and trying to get them interested in the religion. And she was doing it as the voice of Bart, and that got her in some hot what? water. Uh, well,
1: yeah, because there's Bart off. Simpson
2: calling and leaving voicemails like, you know, hey, Scientology's awesome. Eat hey, my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: thanks for ruining that for me. I love Bart.
2: <laughs> no, I, I love bart too but it was just that that was one of the things that was actually like kind of frustrated me about that is that whatever your personal thing is whatnot um you shouldn't try to use uh, even if you i don't care if you created, it you did whatever with it um you should not uh try to use your, your fame and whatnot to to further like a religion
4: oh i remember who i was gonna say um and this is more of a recent thing, but also going back to, number one, as a voice actor, but as a a human being and as an actor in general, um, and I'm going to scrap my original answers and just go for the gusto here, but when you talk about The Rock and people that have kind of come out of nowhere recently and become huge, Chris Pratt. um, Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, anybody who's not only done Jurassic World, but Guardians of the Galaxy, and was Emmett in the Lego movie, I mean that That's a triple threat,
2: oh, yeah, and he was hilarious in parks and recreation, see,
4: and that was before I really got to know who he was, same thing you know, like with the rock i i I knew of him, but I didn't know him, and didn't and now seeing him, he just seems like another one of those guys that's really got that extra helping and charisma really down to earth, and seems like he's
1: humble about everything. Yeah. but can come off as you know smarmy and but likable But he's humble in like he, he done those things at the children's hospital with um uh, uh star lord yeah um chris think. evans chris evans yeah so
4: yeah and and you listen to his voice acting in the lego movie he's just i mean it, it's spot on yeah can't wait for the second one to come out yeah and hopefully everything Doctor- is awesome <laughs> Um, okay, so next question. Before we get into a whole other topic, there, uh, what is the worst movie ever made?
1: How long have oh, we got I, left?
2: That, that's a subjective one. <laughs> How long have we got left? I
1: can list. Them.
4: I don't know. I've got three listed, so you know, don't don't feel like you have to stick down to one. I
1: guess. No, well, I don't think. It. I don't know. It, it depends. I mean. You could say, like, uh, the Star Wars prequels, but I still like watching them. Um, There's certain worst movies, but you still like watching them. I don't know. All right, I'll I'll, I'll do this just to what people say about Kevin Smith. Uh, Jersey Girl, Cop Out, uh, and Tusk.
4: See, I I didn't mind Jersey Girl. It was it was I a bit of a departure. Jersey.
1: I liked it. Cop Out. I I still haven't seen. Honestly. Uh it's it's just going to it going like yeah, enjoy. Um, what's his name? Bruce Willis. No, not him. The other one. Um, the guy had the car. Accident. Tracy... Tracy Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy yeah. his parts. Realise that uh, um, Bruce Willis just phoned the fucking acting job in, and uh, take it for what it is. It's still. For me, it's watchable because it's a Kevin Smith movie, but yeah, that was, that was fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still hilarious. I mean, um... Tracy Morgan uh, no, makes it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, worst movies? I could... I don't know. Twilight. There you go. Fuck off. <laughs>
2: yeah, any of the Twilight. I,
1: I've been forced to watch them. Some of them with Donna. And I do it because Donna wants to watch it, so I watch it.
2: I right, had to back here. off the
4: bike because because Kayla goes Twilight. Fuck off!
3: <laughs> just, <laughs> it was just a cute,
4: awesome little soundbite. I had to I had to mute myself for a second because I was laughing so hard. the
2: only thing? that comes to mind right now is um, I just watched it too over right before Halloween. Uh, the second. Uh, for, we, we, this is gonna make people freak out at me, especially you, Joel. But Freddy Krueger, what's the name of the series of movies he's in? Nightmare on Elm? That... No. Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank you. I'm sorry. I always get that one and Friday the Thirteenth mixed up. Um, I watched the second Nightmare on Elm Street, and I, that thing was just, a, in my opinion, I, I, it was the acting was horrible. From that one, the, the kid, um, and the way he they like, did that weird scream when shit was going on. I mean, it was just, I don't know. I caught it on Netflix because I thought it was going to be cool. I've seen the first one before, and you guys are talking about horror films and whatnot on 41 out of 14. I'm like, well, this will be a good watch, and I was, that was a disappointment.
4: <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Um, speaking of really good guys and people that are, are down to earth, Mark Patton, who played Jesse in, in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he, just watching him do the things he does, he is such a nice guy and so, like, humble about any celebrity that he has because of that movie. And actually he is uh, currently working on a, uh, I believe it's a book and a documentary called scream comic queen exclamation point. Cause he's, he's gay. And he's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's very, that whole movie has got a whole uh, lore about it. The the way it was directed and the the underlying themes that they're actually making a documentary about that. Um, and I, I like it personally. I, I've, I always enjoyed that part of the series because it was still dark at that point. But um, I, I know a lot of people feel the same way as, as you do about Probably it. It's, <laughs> it's not the best in the series. But as you watch it further, by the time you get to part four, five, six, it uh, it gets bad. And then seven turns it around again. Right. So, so you're going with 911 Street, too?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with that one for now. I really, off the top of my head, I'm I'm, I'm coming up blank. I mean, you know, there's a. T- I'm sure as soon as we get done with this, I'm like, oh crap, that one, that one, that one, that one. But right now, I'm coming up blank.
4: Um, well, for me, like I said, I got three that I put here, and I I know there's other ones. Like I said, that I'm gonna think of after the fact. And go, oh damn it, I'm gonna go Twilight. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> but uh, probably a lot of people haven't seen it. But Wrong Turn Five was. The, the, the plot was horrible. Doug Bradley, who's Pinhead from the Hellraiser series, the original Pinhead, um, was in it, and that was probably the only reason I watched it, that I continue to watch that series for some reason, even though it's gotten horribly bad after number two. Um, the the sets are on a back lot, and it's obvious. The storyline is is implausible at best. It's just, I, I wrote a review of it, and I wish I could go back and rewrite the whole thing, because it's, it's just garbage. Um, House of the Dead, the UA Bowl, a horrible adaptation of the video game. That one just balls deep is terrible. But the winner, I think, out of the three is Freddy Got Fingered.
2: Oh, I, I love Tom that movie. Oh, I
1: like that movie, too.
4: <laughs> I don't get Tom Green, I guess. I don't, I don't like him. I love the horse scene. i I watched it twice because... Because Kevin used to talk about it. It used to come up on Undercover Unitshards a lot. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it another shot because I'll try anything twice. And I went back and I watched it again. And I hated it just as much the second time as I did the first time. Uh, He just annoys the living crap out of me. And I just, it was was a horrible movie all the way around. There was nothing redeeming about that film. No good qualities. I would rather watch a Serbian film again uh, or sallow 120 days than to watch Freddy Godfinger, even part of it.
2: I'm gonna have to channel your 40 going on 14 compatriots here and to say, Joel, you're wrong.
1: (laughs) Oh, that whole thing, thats one of the classics in movies.
4: (laughs) Daddy, would you like some sausages?
3: Daddy, would you like some sausages?
4: I yeah. No, I don't. I don't want them. I don't. I don't. Freddie got fingered. Fuck off. You know that's my opinion. So, fair enough, anyway, fair enough. That's it for the lovely Maybellina's
1: RS for random. Thank you, Maybellina. Alright, time to uh, promo. Who wants to go first? Justin? Okay. Uh, yes, my wife it. and I,
2: we do a little show called The Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, we've been doing it for, so, let see here, almost two years now. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it, we ramble on about life with kids and the frustrations therein, and, and, and. Um, you can find us online pretty much anywhere if you just look for Bad Parenting Podcast. Um, and, in fact, we're getting ready. As soon as I hang up here, I'm going to go out and warm up my equipment, and we're going to record our episode tonight. We've got two guests on, when um, we're going to discuss uh, the topic of uh, dating with a child or dating with children and what that's like. Not dating children, dating with... No, date, date, when you're dating somebody else and you have kids or you both have kids and, and all the little intricacies that come up because of that, because of the scheduling and what, what's going on and um, so on and so forth. So it should be it should be a good episode.
4: So to you're to not going to do it on your phone, so you're not going to Skype it in? Like...
2: No, I'm not going to Skype it in. I did that for you guys because I was driving back home from my parents' house <laughs> we're kid-free tonight. so. <laughs> but so far, it seems to be working okay.
4: Oh, yeah. Um... Okay, well, I guess that's that's yes. my cue. Um, yes. I do a couple of the shows, uh, as has been mentioned a couple times tonight. Uh, 40 Going on 14 with Mike, Pat, and Josh. It's a nostalgia cast where we talk about things then and now. You can find that on 40Go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and the Amusings of a Geek Podcast Network, as well as streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. This week's episode that will be dropping tomorrow, uh, we finished up our Halloween celebration, as it were, and we just decided to go full tilt the other direction. So we, we uh, took time and watched the classic Slapshot and uh, the more recent Goon with Sean William Scott. They're both hockey-related films, and uh, that it was a good time. Um, I also do a show called The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, KPA that is on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, uh, Pod Directory. And if frickin' Google Podcast would just figure out the crap and let me get this thing approved... Uh, it will eventually be on there
1: too, but. I think that it's goes for app. all of us. We're waiting for it for us, and I think Justin's still waiting for it, aren't you, Justin? Uh,
2: we are approved. Oh, We've, yeah. our, our, our feed's been submitted. We've been approved. Everything's golden there, um, but they haven't actually launched it yet, so no one can listen to us on Google Play. But that's yeah, still for a everybody. Of out.
4: Yeah, right. it's, it's a f- couple of few months out. But
2: but uh, if you guys want help with that, I could probably assist. I mean, I got I got it and got approved pretty quick and pretty easily, so.
4: Well, Coffin Jocast is clear. It's it's ready to go. Um, the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour is having problems with the, the show art, and I've made several adjustments to meet their qualifications, and no matter what I do, I even deleted the whole thing out and started over. It it won't accept it for some reason, and I can't figure out why. But Coffin Joecast is good. As is 40 going on 14, those will both be uh, on the Google Podcast. But anyway, uh, it's my six-song musical mixtape with music and musings, and uh, this week I am featuring all the music of Red House Painters, so I'm looking forward to that. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. And um, I also write for the CreeperCast, which is a horror-themed podcast that uh, features Jason, Jeff, and Mike. And you can find that on CreeperCast.com, as well as all the other aforementioned podcasting directories. But I write uh, reviews, top ten lists, articles, and uh, my review just dropped for The Green Inferno, which is my... My, my magnum opus. it was four pages of a review, which is the longest I've ever written on any single topic. Um, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Plus uh, my review for "Wormwood Road of the Dead" and uh, Deathgasm were both picked up by either members of the cast and/ or the, the studio or directors and were retweeted out to the masses, so it's kind of a, a proud moment. Okay, cool so. Excellent.:
1: Very cool yes alright well if you want to contact us you can call the voicemail line 661 434 5956 661 434 kwjo uh email us coffinjocast at com. as we mentioned before if you've got the voice recording app on your phone just record it on your phone and email it to us at that uh email address I just said uh so you know, I don't have to mention Bad Parenting Podcast this week. I'll mention the, uh, the guys at No Hope for Humanity, like we like to give them a shout-out. So check out those shows, please, especially Justin's show, because it's, it is a very interesting show. And go check out the one when they talk about them being at Disneyland. That was interesting to hear <laughs> Justin's experiences. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. All right, so that's that's the show tonight, guys. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Justin. Uh, thanks, oh, thank uh, Jody. I know she's not there. I yet, will. I will. It was nice to have her. Thank joining. you guys for
2: having me. And oh, cool. um, I, I've got I've got a cut and run here, guys. Sorry, but yeah,
1: you're right. I Are got cut yeah, and run. Our
2: guest just guest just showed up. So thank yeah. you again for having me. It's always a pleasure. I can't yeah. wait till next time.
1: And you're always welcome, mate. We you know that we love having you on. Yeah. It's always a fun show with you. Adios. Good to see you, All Justin. Much,
2: much love, guys. Much love. Take
1: it easy, mate. Bye. Talk soon. All right, there goes Justin. All right, we're going to leave you with some pure Aussie rock. They played their concert last night. They played on Wednesday and they played last night on their world tour. This band is well world, worldwide known, I'm pretty sure. They're called AC/DC in Australia, but you might know them as ACDC. <laughs>
4: you said AC/DC.
1: That's why we call them. It's like we call McDonald's down here, Macca's. Uh yes, I've got AC D C to play tonight, Thunderstruck. So they played their live concert last night out here near me. Uh my uh my manager went to and see him. So I thought we'd play some Akadaka tonight and it's gonna be Thunderstruck, so here we go with some good old Aussie rock. All right, good night everyone.
3: Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Did